uh, we, started, we started a series titled Taking Responsibility in the Kingdom of God. Taking Responsibility in the Kingdom of God. And last week, our first message in the series was realizing your responsibility to God. And we found out that our first and foremost responsibility as children of the Most High God, amen, is the responsibility we have to God, our Heavenly Father, amen. And I'm not going to re-preach that message, but we talked about how the responsibility to love Him completely, hallelujah, amen, and how to obey His Word, and then third and finally, how to follow His Spirit completely, follow His Spirit completely. Those are three, amen, of, of others. That's not exhaustive, but that's the three foremost responsibilities we have to God. Now as we move on, amen, the message number two in this series, taking responsibility in the kingdom. Today I'm going to be talking about realizing your responsibility to the church. Hallelujah. Realizing your responsibility to the church. Because after all, if you stop and think about it, when I'm talking about responsibility to the church, I'm really talking about responsibility to, my, to, to myself because how many knows the church is not this building? Amen. The church is not uh, uh, an organization, though. I, I, I carry a card in my back hip where I'm affiliated with a particular organization, but that's not the church. The church is the people. Hallelujah. I mean, if the church was a building, we would have been in bad shape three and a half or four years ago, Brother Bobby, because the church got burnt. But the church didn't get burnt. Hallelujah. The building that housed the church got burnt. Hallelujah. But the church is alive and well. Oh, somebody praise him. Hallelujah. And today I want to take this on and take in responsibility, amen, uh, to the church. Amen. And... Uh, and this message, I want everybody to receive this message today in the spirit which is intended. And because just about all the time, I have, I'll have somebody say, well, you know, I think you was, uh, uh, Brother Sammy, you was looking at me the whole time I was preaching, stomping on my toes. But uh, I, I, I tried to do something many years ago because I've I seen, sadly, I've seen this happen. Uh, I've been in churches many years ago where a uh, uh, preacher would be on the platform and uh, uh, when somebody w walked in that uh, he knew was doing things that uh, wasn't right or if he didn't like the way that they were dressed or something like that, he would change his whole message just to preach to that, uh, that person. And God is my witness. Amen. As I pray, he says, God, I don't want to never do that. I don't want to follow my will. Hallelujah, because I learned a long time ago, this ain't about me, hallelujah. It's not about me, hallelujah. Uh, for, for you to get benefit out of this, amen, uh, you've got to hear from God, not me. I can't help you, no, no. hallelujah, amen. There, uh, uh, you know, if there's one thing that we all need, there's two things that we all need to know, amen. That's, there's two things, and you ought to write this down. Number one, there's only one God. Everybody needs to know that. And the second thing after that is you're not him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
God. Amen. Sadly, there's a lot of preachers ain't learned that yet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, amen. What I am ministering to you about today is not to shame nobody or, or, or to harm because I don't have anybody in mind. I, I, I got this message. It's God through seeking, amen, and through the admonishment of the Spirit is given to me. Realizing your responsibility to the church. And the scripture text that we're going to start off with to read this day is going to be found in the book of Psalms, chapter 132, and we're going to read verses six, three, uh, 13 through 16. Amen, as our, uh, as our opening text. Hallelujah. And it is on the screen if you don't have your Bibles. Psalms 132, verses 13 through 16. For the Lord has chosen Zion. Hallelujah. He hath desired it for his habitation. This is my rest forever. Here will I dwell, for I have desired it. Now remember, this is the Lord God Jehovah doing, doing the talking here. I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her poor with bread. I will also clothe her priests with salvation. And her saints shall shout aloud for joy. You want to know why some people was shouting a while ago, some jump up and down, some running around. Hallelujah. God ordained all that stuff a long time ago. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his inhabitation. This is my rest forever. Forever. Notice that. Here will I dwell, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her poor with bread. I will also clothe her priests with salvation, and her saints shall shout aloud for joy. Let's pray. Father God, as we come today, we thank you and we praise you for the privilege we have to be in your midst today. We thank you, God, for what you've already done in this midst today. And now for the next few minutes, I ask for your anointing to strengthen my weakened body. I pray, God, that you will help me, God, to deliver this word and delivered in a right manner, God, that people might have a desire, that they might walk out here with a desire, amen, with a, um, a resolution, if you please, that they are going to, amen, pick up the responsibility they have because of what you have done in their life. In Jesus' precious holy name, let the church say, amen. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, when, when this was being recorded in Psalms many, many years ago, uh, I realized at that time, Zion, that was what they talk, talked about, Jerusalem and the hill that the city was set upon. And I understand that fully. And, uh, and much, much of, of Scripture talks about the Jewish people and, and Israel and uh, and, and how God has chosen uh, 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 that people. And I understand that well. And I am, and I want to say, first of all, that I am not one who believes uh, in replacement theology. I believe that God has a place for Israel, and he also has a place for the church. But I also understand that the Word of God is also written to be, uh, uh, to be taken, a whole lot of it has a spiritual application to it. It's not to be taken uh, literally. 
Uh, if you took the Word of God literally, there's some things in the Old Testament in the law. Amen. We could we'd go out here and start doing what some of those Muslims have been doing. Amen. But it's not to be taken literally. There's a spiritual application. And all through the Scripture, the Bible lets us know for us today, many times when God uses the term Zion, He's referring to the church, uh, his called out ones. Hallelujah. The, somebody, somebody wrote a song many years ago about the church and called it the old ship of Zion. Amen. So uh, there's many spiritual applications in the word of God where Zion represents the church. Uh, and I do believe <coughs> this passage of scripture, we can apply this to the church uh, of the living God, those who have been brought out of darkness into his marvelous light because it goes right along with the New Testament. Hallelujah. What what God said and what Peter, uh, uh, as Peter was writing, uh, amen, that uh, the church is spiritual Zion. Hallelujah. God said, my rest will be there forever. He said, I have desired it. I abundantly bless her provision I will satisfy her poor with bread. I will also clothe her priests with salvation, and her saints shall shout aloud for joy. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I am glad for the heritage that we have handed down. Amen. From generation to generation. Hallelujah. Amen. That we are a bunch of people who don't mind. Amen. Getting loud. Who don't mind rejoicing. Who don't mind shouting. Amen. And doing what God said. Because God has done so many mighty works for us. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you people from the old church know how it was. Every time they look at Pentecostal people today and say, why do y'all want to act like that in church? Why do you want to care on and holler and scream and do all that stuff? Hallelujah. I can remember Sunday after Sunday. Amen. In the old building when the Titans was playing, you could open up that front door. Amen. And you could hear that crowd carrying on. Ah, it's beyond me how people can get excited over a pinstead going down the field, but they can't get excited over a God who has brought them out of hell, amen, pulled them out of darkness, and brought them into the marvelous light. Glory to God, that makes me excited. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Lord loves the church. Matter of fact, this one scripture talks about how that he purchased the church with his own blood. God loves the church. It's a blessing unto him. And in fact, he gives us such a word of endearment that the church in the Bible is always referred to her. And the reason why the church is referred to her is because God says, you are my bride. Hallelujah. And he's a bridegroom. And one day he's coming back, hallelujah, after his bride. Amen. And his bride is going to be called up. And we're going to get together, man. You talk about a marriage reception. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This world ain't never seen and never will see nothing like it. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, God loves the church. I laid that as a foundation. Now, let's just talk a little bit about our responsibilities. Amen to the church. 
Number one, submitting to her authority. That's, that's, that's a, a responsibility that we have, amen, that we have to learn to submit ourselves to the authority of the church. Now listen, from the day you were born again and purchased by the blood of Christ, you gave up all sovereign rights and personal deliberate will. Bless your quietness. Hallelujah. I said from the day that you were born again and he washed your sins away and you became a child of the Most High, you gave up all sovereign rights and personal deliberate will. Now, I realize that this is a hard pill for many people to swallow. Even some people who've already been in the church for several years have not been able, amen, to follow, amen, and keep the responsibility, amen, of really submitting, amen, to the authority of the church. That's why you got so many loose folks running around here and running around everywhere, amen, been in the kingdom of God for 20 years, but still have never done what the Bible said about being rooted and grounded. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. We got to submit to authority. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. I want to read them verses. And you know, this is not, this are not new verses. But 1 Corinthians chapter 6, <coughs> verses 19 and 20. Let's see what it reads like. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. For you were bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body, and in your spirit, which are God's. Now, they hadn't been able to get that up there yet, but I want you to think about that. You hear that verse um, quoted an awful lot, I know. But he says, he said, Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? Do you understand what that means? When I was purchased by the blood of Christ, that means I lose all personal rights. I don't have no say-so in what God wants for me to do. I don't have no option. When this book tells me I've got to do one thing, I don't have an option to say, well, I believe I'll do it this way. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about taking responsibility. Amen. Yes, it's a hard pill to swallow. Yes, this old body and this old flesh, it still wants to go one way, but I'm talking about a way for you to go today, amen, that you can walk in spiritual authority, amen, and spiritual blessing. Hallelujah, that every morning when you get up and put your feet on the ground, the devil say, oh, my God, he's awake again. 
Glory to God. You are not your own. You are not your own boss. You do not make the rules. Sammy Pruitt does not make the rules for his life. Hallelujah. Amen. As, 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 as uh, the, uh, the spiritual high priest over my family, amen, I don't have a right to lead my family somewhere that I want to go. I have to lead my family according to what this book says. Hallelujah. We're not our own. You gave up all your rights and personal deliberate will when you made that decision. But guess what? When you begin to talk to people who don't ever have no victory in their life, they're always having terrible issues and sometimes the same issues over and over again. If you really dissect it real good, you'll find out that a lot of times they're not submitting fully to the authority of the church. And the way we do that is through the Word of God. That He's got it up there. For you were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit. Hallelujah. It all belongs to God. That takes out immediately. Now, <laughs> I'm going I'm to do something I like. I'm well famous for doing. I'm going to quit preaching, start meddling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This old, this old junk about, well, God don't care about the outside. He ain't care about the body. He's on, he's on the inside. That's bull and hogwash, and that's a, that's a lie. If you believe that, that, the devil has tricked you into believing He said, your body and your spirit are both God's. God cares about what I look like on this, as I walk around on this planet, just like he cares about what comes out of my mouth. Hallelujah. Brother Paul Farley spoke about it plain. Amen. Watch tonight's service. Hallelujah. It's not the will of God that I come to the house of God and I praise God and glorify God and then I leave here and go down, amen, out in the world and I start cursing my brothers. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. So he said, we are not our own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and your spirit. You're supposed to live your life to where you can give glory to God with your body. Hallelujah. Amen. I know good and, good and well, hallelujah, that a lot of people, the way, poor brother hell, God bless us. So I hear him preach to many. He goes, oh, glory. And he had to get that hat. Oh, I, I saw a woman walking down mid reading the other day, hey, and I wear more to bed than what she was wearing going down the street. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I, I bought a new bottle of aspirins the other day. My Lord, I pulled out more cotton out of that bottle than what I see more cotton on people's bodies nowadays. Yeah? You're still going to get old-time apostolic preaching right here. Hallelujah. I haven't backed up on Hey, I have not gone cruismatic. Hallelujah. Amen. 
I believe we got to take it like it is. I want the anointing like God has poured out the anointing. I want to see people healed, delivered, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And it won't happen in churches, amen, that are so loose. They're loose as a goose. And they forgot about holiness and forgot about walking right and living right. And like the old timers used to say, spin white. Glory to God. And as long as I got the book to back it up, I'm going to back it up. I'm going to preach it. Glory. Hallelujah. Submitting to her authority. Now, don't misunderstand what this ownership means. When I tell you that you are not your own, well, I didn't say it. The Bible said it. Don't misunderstand what the ownership means because God still gives everybody the power to choose and make their own decision. Amen. He has made us free moral agents. God's not going to force you to do anything. So when I say, when I talk about the ownership of God, it's God being your boss and not you being your boss. That don't mean that he's going to program you like a computer and make you do everything just the way he wants because God don't operate that way. Hallelujah. He won't force you into anything. But you to, for you to be used by God and live in his perfect will, you must yield your will to his. <coughs> As I said, it's a hard pill to swallow. But I've been in this thing too long, and I've seen God too many God too too many things and I know time is short and I realize what we're headed for and I know what's going to happen hallelujah there's going to be some drastic things happen I don't know if it will be in 216 or 217 amen I mean uh, I, I'm a pastor God has not given me the the anointing really as a prophet. I don't know when it's coming, but I know it's coming. I know the day is coming that this church and every church like it that stands for truth are going to be packed out because people are going to be so concerned about what's going on. Oh, you, oh, it ain't. No, we we just had a Sunday school picnic right now. Hallelujah! We're talking about things that the Bible says is going to happen right before the coming of the Lord that men's heart will fail them for fear hallelujah so I want I want to live pleasing to him and I want to be used by God anybody in here want to be used by God hallelujah and and for me to be used by God I've got to yield myself to his will I've got to realize that it's not about me it's all about him Hallelujah. Amen. I want to see. I've still got family members. Amen. That needs to be saved. That needs to be baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God blessed us last year. Amen. Blessed the whole assembly last year. Amen. But you know, and I know everybody here is the same way. You still got people that you want to see that you love. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My, my, my. Man, I, I, I will not forget that, that last Sunday that my sister came up here for prayer. Amen. And, and some ladies was praying. And, and, 
and the Holy Ghost hit her so she got about that close from speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. If that would have happened, hallelujah, y'all probably still wouldn't have found me. I've been like Brother Randy. I'd hit that door and I'd still be running probably. Because I know what I've sacrificed for this message. When God brought me out and I went down to Columbia, Tennessee, we thought by accident, but I know now it was the authority of God trying to find another church to go to revival from the denomination that we were in. And then we, we couldn't find it. We couldn't find where it was at. And we passed this Pentecostal church. Had a sign-up revival, and that's so we just was to pull in there. When we went in there, that evangelist, his, he was from Open Ohio. His name was Brother McDonald. He was preaching, amen, about the oneness of God. Hallelujah. And the importance of not just getting baptized anyway, but being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. God got a hold of my heart, and I was baptized for I left that night. I, I hadn't been preaching for about six months. I was very young. Hallelujah. Went back. Amen. And um, uh, and talked to some people and rented a tent and set up a tent, uh, amen, in West Nashville on Centennial Boulevard and started preaching, amen. I wasn't filled with the Holy Ghost yet, but I was a preaching, amen, and God was anointing me because I was walking in the truth that he was showing me. That's a key, folks. Hallelujah. God's a just God, amen. And if, um, if God hadn't opened up your understanding to something, he will be merciful to you. But the moment from the word of God reaches your ears and you don't receive it you're walking on dangerous ground from that moment on hallelujah we have got to walk in the life that God gives us and I sacrificed a lot after preaching one of those nights about the plan of salvation being baptized in Jesus name Man, that same family member left, got mad, and went out of that tent that night, and I didn't, I, I didn't have no, no family that would go around me for the next twenty years. Did it hurt? Yeah, it hurt. But listen, folks, you got people you love. We all do. But you cannot compromise on the truth of God's word for father, mother, brother, sister, husband, or wife. When we all stand before the judgment seat of God, you're going to stand there just you and him. You ain't going to have nobody else standing there. Do you hear what I'm saying? Hallelujah. So I made up a long time ago. I loved them, yeah. Did it break my heart? Yeah, it broke my heart. And I says, Lord, if I got to walk alone, I'll walk alone because I know I'm not really alone because you are walking with me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I, that's, been, that's been over 40 years ago, and I'm still declaring that same message that there's only one God, and his name is Jesus Christ, and he is the way, the truth, and the light. And I won't back down for a 
Muslim. I won't back down for this one or that one or Trinitarian or whatever because there's only one way. Amen. That leads to eternal life. Hallelujah. Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the authority of the church that we all got to submit to. That we got to submit to. <laughs> Glory to God. So, but God, as I said, God's not going to force you. But if you want to be used by God and live in His perfect will, you must yield your will to His. And much of that of comes from the authority of the leadership of the church. Now, there's a, I've tried through the years to declare, as Paul said, the whole counsel of God that you will understand, but there's always some things in there with me being the type of person I am and uh, try to try to do what the Word of God says and being humble, that's one reason why I don't, I don't tack all the, the titles on my name that I, 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 that I have been given to God has graciously been, allowed me to have down through the years. I, I realize it's not in, in those titles. And so there's some things that I have not dwelt on. Amen. But I realize one thing. I don't know when the Lord's coming back. And I know, you know, I and, and and I don't know when I don't know when he's going to call me out. I don't know when he's he'll be through with my ministry. I know one thing. I know one thing. Once I fulfill the work he has called me to do, I have no desire to stay here. Whether or not that's next week or not, there's a home prepared where the saints abide, just over in the glory gallery. Land. I don't fear no death. I don't, amen. Because I know as soon as I close my eyes, I'm going to see the one. As soon as my eyes close in death, he's going to be standing there. And my eyes, as one Bible writer says, my eyes shall be holy and not another glory to God. I don't know. And like a songwriter says, I can only imagine. I don't know what I'll do. I thought the dead letter thought about what I'll do. But just to be in his presence. Just to be in his presence. But so, we don't never know. What what time we're going to leave here? And some of the things I'm ministering today, I don't I don't want you thinking. There's things that I want you to do more towards me because that's that's one reason why I said I I've really not dealt with it a lot. But God has told me I've got to deliver because if if He calls me out before the rapture, whoever fills this uh, this pulpit, Amen. I want you. Amen. To follow and do like you should do. Amen. And like the word says, and keep yourself in the authority of the word of God. 
And by doing that, we have to stay authority of the church. And the only way we can stay authority of the church, amen, is be under the leadership as God's put in there. There again, Brother Paul on watch night service got into a little of this, and also Brother Joe Wood did uh, <coughs> talk some about this. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. <coughs> Brother Paul read this that night. Hallelujah. Notice what he says. Obey those who have the rule over you and be submissive. For they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. You see, we're not talking about honoring and submitting a man, but we're all but we're talking about honoring an office that God has ordained, amen, and placed in the church. Hallelujah. And we have got to be willing to submit to their authority. Hallelujah. Somebody said, well, what if they do this or what? If you do what you should do and not worry about everything else, God will take care of the rest. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. If I get off track and I get to doing something, listen, God will take care of me. Hallelujah. I was listening to somebody on the radio the day. So, well, I've quit paying my tithes. I don't put no off because the pastor where we went to, somebody caught him reaching his hand and, and, and offering him plug and getting a little extra. So I, don't, I, I just don't feel like about giving them all. Let me tell you something. Once we put our money in the plate, you're supposed to be giving it as unto God. And from that moment on, you should forget about it. It's in God's hands. If somebody takes that and misuses that, that's going to be between them and God. And believe you me, God knows how to handle every situation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Brother. Brother Wayne, I've tried every time I give not to give grudgingly or worry about somebody's going to misuse it or not. Hallelujah. Because I know God's big enough to handle the situation. Can somebody say amen? Oh, Lord, hallelujah. Amen. Let me, let me move. Let me, let, let me move, move on. I got, I got to quit. Let me talk about another one. I may, I may have to do... I may have to do like last Sunday and finish this up tonight. Hallelujah. Another responsibility is assembling to keep her strong. And the her there is the church. As I told you in the beginning, the Bible refers to church as, as her. We assemble to keep her strong. Listen to what, for this just a moment. For the church to be, be the strong active force which God intended her to be. The body itself must not shirk in assembling himself together on a regular basis. The benefits from coming together for corporate worship, Bible study, and prayer are far greater than most people can begin to imagine. Hallelujah. We don't realize the benefits that we receive when we unite together in corporate worship, Bible study, and corporate prayer. Hallelujah. We cannot begin to imagine, not to mention we are exhorted to do so in God's Word. Now, now I'm going to bring something out to you here, 
and I'm going to put it, I'm going to keep it in context because a lot of people say this, part of it, and they pull it out of context and they forget about the scriptures above and below. And remember, I've told you before, uh, a lot of times I'll let somebody come to me and say, Pastor, what's this verse of scripture mean right here? And I say, well, uh, give, give me a minute and let me look look a verse or two before it and a verse or two after it. Why you want to do that? Because it's all written in context. That's how you get so much false teaching. You cannot pull one verse out of context and use it by itself. You can come up with all kind of doctrines. Hallelujah. You've got to keep the word in context. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we're talking about how the Bible talks about assembling ourselves together. It begins in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. A lot of people quote chapter, of verse 25, but t- verse 23 and 24 goes along with it as long, along with the verse after it. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. As my daddy used to say when preaching that, you'll not be wishy-washy. Hallelujah. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works. Verse 25, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, See, it all, it all flows together. Not the forsaking of the assembly of ourselves together, as the matter of some is, but exhorting one another as so much the more as you see the day approaching. Verse 26 goes along with it. And you hear this verse quoted by itself, not, it, not connecting all the formal. For if we sin willfully... After that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a fearful, but a certain fearful looking for the judgment and far indignation which shall devour the adversaries. I have a responsibility to assemble myself in the house of God, in the place that God has placed me, being pastor or being song leader or, or being just a lay member. And we do that not just for me, but to exhort one another, to lift one another up. Listen, I cannot fight this battle alone, and you cannot fight this battle alone, and there have been many times... I've come into the house of God, and man, the best I could do to have one foot in front of the other. Man, I've been going through so many battles and storms, and the worship service, I couldn't get into worship service. I couldn't worship because I was still depressed. And then somebody 
who never is used on a platform, can't play no music, not a Sunday school teacher, don't hold no position in the church, it's just being a member, stands up and gives a testimony and exhorts about what God means to her and what God has done in her life. And he would cause an explosion in my spirit from that one person's testimony that let me leave there in victory. I tell you, and, I, and, and brother, brother Bobby and Sister Linda both can both verify this. We have been to church years ago on Meridian Street, maybe on a Wednesday night, when things were just drab and dull and nothing happening. Even Brother Charles's guitar picking hadn't got nobody stirred up. And if you ever heard Brother Charles Shelton play the guitar, you know what I'm talking about. But even his guitar picking hadn't stirred nobody up. Then it come time for a testimony meeting, and a little old frail lady, amen, his mother, amen, Sister Shelton, stand up and begin to testify and praise God, and he would get that whole church shouting and worshiping God. You see, I need that. That's why I need that, because I don't care what I want. Watch on TV. I ain't going to get that on TV. I can't receive that. I can't connect with that. I need to be unified with the body of Christ to receive everything that I need. Oh, hallelujah. So if we sin willfully after we receive the knowledge of truth, if I lay out a church, just because I'm tired and I don't feel like it, I've been working hard all week, or there's a favorite TV program I, got, I just got to watch, I'm willfully doing wrong. I'm willfully doing wrong because that verse is connected with it. And if I'm not, if I'm not careful, if I continue to willfully sin, and sin is to just do anything, that I know better, that I shouldn't do. Sooner or later, that sacrifice that we talked about so much could be taken away. Hallelujah. The importance of saints of God coming together is so far-reaching in magnitude that it's difficult to cover all the benefits in just one setting. Hallelujah. We can't, we can't do it. We can't cover all the benefits. But let me give you three of them, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close down, and I'm not going to finish. The, I'll either finish it tonight, or if God gives me something else for the night, I'll finish it, uh, finish it later. Let me give you three benefits right before I close. First of all, you need, you need spiritual strength you receive when you are connected with the rest of the body of Christ. That's what I was talking about, Sister Shelton. We need, we receive and give to one another. Hallelujah. We need that. We can't survive without it. Also, united worship breaks you into a presence of God which is impossible to achieve at home alone. Hallelujah. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't care what you, uh, what you do there at the house. And we all worship at the house. We all pray at the house. We we get in the spirit of the house. We pray in the spirit and all that stuff. I mean, I do, and I suspect a whole lot of you do too. 
but it is not the same. And don't let the devil lie to you and think it is. It is not the same. And it's not the same level of glory that you receive when you come together in God's house and you got mm, My, 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 my. Hallelujah. It's not. And third, and I'll close with this. But not. this is not the final thing, but the word of God preached to you under the unction and anointing of the Holy Ghost feeds the inner man with more nourishment than that inner man can receive by just being at home reading the Bible on his own. Hallelujah. Hey, I have to go other places. I have to sit down. I have to have preaching myself. I listen. I, I get tapes. I play the tapes. I whatever. We we go to conferences. We go to other churches. Revive whatever. Amen. I can't listen. If I totally tried to keep giving out and keep giving out and not receiving in, it wasn't long. I'd be a shell. I would be burnt out, and it'd be over with. I know the importance of receiving the anointed, unction-filled word of God. And that's why I strive and I pray and I seek God and I pour out myself 110%. But I know I need his anointing because I know it needs to flow out.